Titles. Go. I'll start. The new Cylon. Squatting is hard. It is. Christmas brawl. The actual game of living. Words bumping. Ben Benoit. My buddy Justin. <laughs> is that a hat in your pocket? That guy. Franken Miguel. Serious issues. I'd like that. Yeah, you would. A squirrel on crack. Boo hoo, Bruce Wayne. Kevin P.I. TV time travel. All right, we got him. Let's do this. Warning What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. This week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. Corbs. I'm Kev. I didn't even try to do the head motions this week because I fuck it up every week. Guys, <laughs> what's got you geeked? Well, I have some super, super awesome news. Um, like, I am so excited. Like, sometimes I have to feign excitement for this segment on something that's just kind of okay, but super, super, super pumped. All right. Now, None of you are going to understand any of this, but maybe one of the two people who listen do. Um, at the end of this next season and a couple of specials, um, the current showrunner of Doctor Who, Chris Chibnall, is leaving. The Doctor is also changing. Jodie Whittaker is leaving the role. And, you know, when this happens every so often since the show came back, we've had uh, two other showrunners. We've had Russell T. Davies is the one that resurrected the show and got it so popular. And then Stephen Moffat carried it for a number of years, uh, continue riding that wave of popularity. Chris Chibnall came in when uh, Jody uh, Whitaker started. They're leaving. The replacement has been announced, at least for the showrunner. And somehow, some way, even though he said he would never do it, the BBC is bringing back Russell T. Davies, the guy that resurrected the show to be the showrunner again and carry it through its 60th anniversary. Oh, wow. Super exciting because... 
there are a lot of people, some people had issues with Moffat's run. They kind of said, you know, it was a gothic sci-fi fairy tale, which I kind of dug. A lot of people don't like the current run. Um, I can see their complaints. Um, I, I don't think it's awful, but this is exciting. This is kind of like, um, I don't know, like getting the original band back together after having some replacement members for a number of years. Um, and, and all the people who said they wouldn't come back to the show. I mean, this kind of opens doors because they all started with him. It's also the first time the show is not going to just be BBC um, produced. It's going to be a produ- co-production with Bad Wolf Productions, which is the production company that spun out of that first few seasons Russell T. Davies did. The, uh, the executive producers, um, uh, Gardner, uh, I forget their names now. I'm so excited about it. But the people who worked on the show eventually started their own uh, production company called Bad Wolf Productions, which is a direct um, reference to something that happened in the show and they're going to come on and co-produce it with the BBC so this is really exciting like this may be a complete I mean when they talk about we're going to make big changes and you're looking at well I hope this new guy can do well they say big changes and I see the guy that's already done it I'm pumped nice so I I can't you know I, I could I wouldn't have even get if you had me guess who's going to take over the role of a showrunner wouldn't have guessed him because he said he wouldn't do it again um, he's the one guy that I would not have any trepidation about. Awesome. So good. I am I am geeked about that. And, and like you said, it's kind of the perfect time for the anniversary and everything to bring him back yep. in. That that's awesome. Good. Very cool. Garbs, what's I, got you geeked? Oh, I used to sorry. love Doctor Who. Sorry, I just, I just I used to love Doctor Who. I don't I don't know why. I just have never got back into it. I don't know why. Did you ever watch the uh, the new series or just the old series? I have a couple here and there, you know, and and I know and I know about them. I know they're out there, and I know I can go get them. And I just uh, for whatever reason, I just haven't done it. I, I forget about it, which is which is not good because I, I've heard great things about it. I watched that one Christmas episode that one time, and then I got yeah. scolded by Hugh for jumping into the middle of something like that. Yeah. I love Christmas episodes, especially Star Wars. I mean, I I think you actually get a legitimate prize if you've actually sat through the entire thing. I don't think I've ever told you this. Christmas Star Wars episodes? The holiday special, 1978. Did did I ever tell you that I had the LP? That's awesome. No. The Star Wars LP. So you've got B. Arthur singing and dancing? I don't know, I guess, maybe, but um, my grandmother got it for me. An LP of the Christmas special? No, it's, um, it's, uh, I I don't think it was a Christmas special. It was something else, but um, it's the only one I've ever heard of. And uh, my wife gave it away when my, when my mother's house got sold. I might have you beat there. When I was a kid, I had an eight track of the entire movie, the soundtrack and the dialogue was like just the sound portion of it. So you could like reimagine it in your head. Wow. Yeah, it was, was it, it was crazy. Was it official release or did somebody made yeah, it? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was wow. an official release. I didn't know that was a thing. No, I didn't either. Nice. I mean, that's the only, I, I mean, I've seen that for some other niche items in the past, but uh, uh, yeah, that's the only big thing I've ever seen, but I'll have to look it up while we're all talking. Nice. I'm telling you, and I know I'm cutting into corbs. I'm sorry, but I just got to say one last thing. Um, Star Wars is something that I could actually mm-hmm. listen to, and I would be able to visualize the entire movie. Yep. Yep. I agree with that. I could. I, I could do that. that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> I was just visualizing the movie. Sorry. Right, right, right. <laughs> you like the sounds and everything. Yep. It's like, oh my God. It's like it's like right there. Oh, yeah. No, I want to do that. Uh, so for me, what's got me geeked is uh, postseason baseball is right around the corner. Yes, it is. We're down to what, like six games left? Five? Something like that. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I think, it, I, matter of fact, I think this weekend is the this weekend or the middle of next week or whatever it is, is the end of the regular season. White Sox made the, the playoffs. They won the central uh, beginning part of the week. So they're in the playoffs. So that means uh, playoff baseball I get to watch this year. Awesome. I don't watch it last year. They made it playoffs last year, but they were like a wild card team. This year they're actually going to be hosting the games, most of their games, because they're, they're, they won the central. So they get to host the first series. Last year they went to Oakland. So, and then uh, hockey started. Oh, yep. Yeah. So, so uh, Canucks were on this week. Got a chance to see them a little bit. I mean, it's preseason, but still you get to see some of the guys out there. So, for me, uh, return to some sports, which is nice. Now we don't talk sports that much on here and whatnot lately. But for me, it's kind of nice to see some of the stuff coming back. I mean, hockey is good because. These guys don't really have much of a voice to say stuff like the other sports do. Guys are kneeling before that. Don't get me started on that crap. But um, it's just nice to, to find finally have you know hockey back. I mean, my my family's a big hockey family. Mm-hmm. Uh, girlfriend's big into hockey, so so it's nice. So I get a chance to watch some games. Probably go to some uh, some crunch games this year. Nice. She's got the company she works for gets season tickets so we, awesome uh, we have a tendency to go more than not so well, yeah that's nice i think they're switching their seats last from when there was no fans last year so they're moving their seats i think they're moving far down a little bit behind the crunch bench which would be nice so the, we were the seats that they had were just to the left of the visitors bench last time we were there so I think they're going to be just either just behind or just right of the crunch bench. So they're other side of the player's bench, which would be nice. So Very cool. Yep. So that'd be fun. So. Awesome. Hockey, hockey's a good time, especially the games. We're going to the games. Yeah. Never been. I'd still like to go. But that'll change. Yeah. No, it, anything anything like that local, you know, you go to the, uh, you know, like a single A baseball yeah. game or a you know local hockey game i mean yeah. there's so much better than than watching it on tv yeah going going yeah. to the game is is, is 10 times better yeah. um i mean I, I went to the crunches very first opening night when they came back in 94 nice we got we got tickets to that um used to hang out with the players my buddy um justin his father used to know a bunch of them players so you know, as we got older and were able to drink a little bit, we got to hang out with some of the players a little bit more and whatnot. We'd go out to we go out downtown with the guys after the games and whatnot, and go to bars and, and drink with them. So that was pretty cool. Um, took my dad one day for his birthday. Actually, they had a they had a game on his birthday. His my dad's born December twenty third, so they actually had a game. It was a Friday night. So That's my brother and fuck. myself. Was it? Horrible day to have your birthday on. I got I know a, I know a friend that was born on Christmas, so oh yeah, and my cousin was born on the twenty seventh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we so we took my dad for his birthday one year, and I can't remember what year it was, but they literally had a brawl, everybody fighting, which was a, which was the greatest thing ever. I mean, when I mean everybody, I mean goalies included. Awesome. Yeah. So it was everybody, all five guys on the ice were going at it. So so it was pretty cool. That's that was probably the coolest thing I I ever saw. So, I mean, really, can you beat a Christmas brawl? I mean, that's... No, you, know, you really can't. The only thing that I think would have been better was... Um, so Santa guy, stabbed somebody? Well, this, yeah, he took off his skate trying to stab somebody. <laughs> um, so in a preseason game... Um, no, Paul, you haven't been there. Kev, have you been to a game? At the Not in a while. Not a while. But I've been, I've been okay. there to a game, yeah. So in the rafters, there's a number retired. There's only one number retired. It's number 14, John Baduke. Okay. He was a he was a mainstay here in Syracuse for a long time. He was a enforcer, a big brawler, always never really scored any goals or assists, but he would drop the gloves with anybody. Didn't matter who it was. He fought all the time. You know. So in a preseason game, he got in the penalty box, proceeded to climb over the glass. Onto the score table because the goalie, the two penalty boxes are sectioned off by the scorer's table. Mm-hmm. He jumped over the glass out of the scorer's table and into the visiting team's penalty box and proceeded to pick, kick the shit out of the guy in the box. It went after him again, basically. Yeah. And they, they had fought. And then when he got into the penalty box, they were still going back and forth, proceeded to climb over the glass into the visitor's penalty box and the guy kept fighting. Nice. So that's that I would have loved to have seen that. I wasn't there for that one. But the brawl was 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 pretty fun. I mean, I've seen some pretty good guys that have come through the system too. Um, guys that have made it to the professional level and played pretty long there and stuff like that. So, you know, it's nice. My uh, like I said, my uh, well, my buddy Justin had his family had season tickets, so and they didn't use them all that much. So when we were, you know, in our twenties, we were there pretty much every time they were in town. We would go to a game. So, but it's always been pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Last game I was at um, was years ago, uh, I used to go with a buddy of mine that we were both in college together at ESF. And uh, last game I went to, uh, my wife had gotten me the Senator's hat because I was a big Sens fan. And uh, she had ordered it. I did not know that. She had ordered it from uh, from their stadium, the Corral, up in you know Ottawa. Okay. And uh, direct, you know, merch, you know, club merch and a really nice hat so i forget who was playing that night um but the, it was a hat trick so you have to go down to the you know go down to the boards and you throw your hat in the, in the on the yeah. ice so we all did that and I go back to our seats and i'm like i'm like you know berkham my, my buddy ryan berkham was with me i'm like berkham we can get our hats back after you get afterward right and he goes dude no he goes i've never done that oh oh shit you've got to be kidding me so we go down, you know, walk around and, you know, go to the refs. They had all the hats. And we go in there and they, they had them all in a box. And we looked at the box and my hat was gone, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. How did that discussion go with Kathy? Not well. Yeah, I can imagine. It real well. Never got so, a replacement. Never got so a replacement. is that still a tradition, Corbs? Yep. Okay, so if and when I go to one of these games, don't wear, a hat. Don't wear don't, my favorite hat. Like, where's yeah, wear your favorite wear, hat? Yeah, okay. if you want if, wear a hat that you want to get rid of, because if somebody scores, now it's very, it's not something that happens all the time. 
but that will be my lock. Like I'll yeah. go in there rocking my Mandalorian ball cap because I'll forget and it'll happen. And then like, I mean, by law, I think I have to do that. No, then, so. you don't have to, you, you don't, don't have, have to. to, no, you don't have to go down and throw your hat in, but <laughs> a lot of people do, you know, what do they do with the hats? Do they resell them? Is this a scam? No, they throw them away. They throw them away. <laughs> Some people go and pick them up though. Yeah. You can, you, you can go and pick them up, but like Kevin saying, you, you're going to go, there's going to be a huge box of them. If your right. hat is, you know, a new hat or somebody likes that team or. Right. If it's uh, a cool hat, that one's gone. Right, yeah. Exactly. I mean, yep. if, if you go there and you pick out your hat, but you see three hats that you like, you're going to fucking take them. Mm-hmm. So you don't know if somebody's going to come looking for them. So. Yep. You know, so that, when I go to a hockey game, wear, the, wear that cheesy ass hat that my mother-in-law bought me. and Bring a hat. Just put it in your pocket. Put a, put a hat in your pocket. <laughs> That's what I learned. Is that a hat in your pocket? oh i did find that it's called the story of star wars it was a 1977 record album that they also put on other media and it's an abridged version of the events depicted in the film using dialogue and sound effects and music from the original film i want that so bad it was awesome i want that on my phone so i can just listen to it while i'm riding my motorcycle nice well, you could just play the movie, but this is true. Take, take the movie, yeah. strip out the video, yeah, make you're right. an MP3, and then you'll have the full thing, not but, just an abridged version. But then I can say it's that. I want I want that. Mm-hmm. I want a copy of that. He'll be on eBay in a little bit looking. It's it's there. I'll find one. I'm sure it is. I'll find one. Now I'm I'm sure that it is because I found it when I was trying to pull this up to find out what it was called to make sure I wasn't like misremembering or making something up. Or another Mandela effect. Yeah, it will exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I'm gonna go next since we've already been talking about sporting events in the war memorial. Um, just uh what's got me geeked is an update on something we were discussing, I think last time, maybe the time before. Um, the WWE Super Show coming to Syracuse. Um, went ahead, pulled the trigger, got tickets for that. I got floor seats. Uh, me and the old man will be going. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Um, I'm kind of getting pretty jazzed for wrestling again. It's, it's a thing. I've even got a, um, CM Punk best in the world t-shirt coming back from the AEW event happening in Rochester tonight for me. So pretty excited. This is how much I know about wrestling. Like the question is going to be very obvious. Are there the is the men and women are they in the same like league or whatever? Yeah, or whatever. So so the female wrestlers will be there also. Yes. Yeah. There's definitely going to be female wrestlers there. I saw um, so far, but card is subject to change since two months from now. Uh, I know uh, Rhea Ripley is going to be there for the WWE show and. I'm assuming all of the mainstays for AEW are going to be there tonight since it's a TV, it's a live yeah. television show. In they Robert actually. Chester. Oh, go ahead. Go, no, I was just going to ask. There's two of them that I'm thinking of that I was I was wondering if they're going to be there, and if they are, I'm going to be sorry that I didn't take you up on the tickets. Um, are uh, you Are you thinking the man and um, uh, the wrestler that's the Mandalorian chick, Sasha Banks? Sasha Banks. Is she going to be there? She's on SmackDown. 
Yeah, but well, it's, it's a, a super, super show, show, so both of them are there. And after Friday night, who knows what's going to happen? So. Well, it really depends on if they can actually do anything with Sasha Banks for more than two episodes of TV without her disappearing. Um, you know, leading up to this thing, they, they've not really since they brought her back, they've not really been able to push her okay. into anything. You know, I was wondering because I hadn't seen oh. her since I've started watching again. What yeah, she's she... actually got left and like dropped out for a few weeks and came back several times in this. Yep. This time frame. I mean, she was supposed to. Um, she was supposed to run, wrestle Bianca Blair at yeah, WrestleMania, SummerSlam. No, SummerSlam, SummerSlam. And yeah. she, I think, at the last minute, I, I she at the last minute they they pulled her and put Becky Lynch in, and Becky Lynch beat Bianca Blair in like twenty six seconds. seconds. Yeah. Who's yeah. who's the other one, Kev? Cargill. Last name is Cargill. Jade Cargill is in the AEW now. Okay. So she's probably in Rochester right now. So oh she yeah, she's. There. She's the uh the, the black lady, white hair, like fucking ripped. Yeah, yeah, she's on a AEW. She's a monster. I, I hadn't seen her before. I, mean, I don't know if she was in the WWE before, but on AEW, she is very, very dominant. I'm just gonna say this and I'm not gonna say anything else. You should check out her Insta. Okay. <laughs> well, it's funny that you bring that up, Paul, because I was gonna talk about something I found out today that ties directly into wrestling. So I was reading um, the latest National Geographic, uh, which is uh, their, their main article is about uh, gladiators. And, and I did not know this, but did you know that most of the gladiators didn't die? In fact, if, if 10 guys went in, usually at least nine came out alive. They were actually trained to not injure each other or kill each other and put on a good show most of the time nice. because they were, they were expensive because sponsors pumped money into training them and they were like celebrities and all that stuff. And when one died, that's a financial loss. So they, they would, I mean, it's not saying that it was all fake. They would have people die occasionally, but it was more of a show than anything else. And I'm like, Oh my God, the gladiators were the first sports entertainers that lends so much legitimacy to pro wrestling for me. Are you not entertained? (laughs) I was expecting that from somebody. (laughs) No, I wasn't aware of that. Like, because you always basically, it's always implied that they were out there just killing each other. So there we go, history lesson no. for the night, folks. In fact, some of the bigger arenas had um underneath. It was like a, a theater stage with trap doors where things could come up, yep. and you didn't know if it was going to be an animal or a gladiator. They had people playing music during the fights to kind of like, you know, make it more exciting. Nice. I had no idea it was such a production. You know, Vince McMahon would have fit right in. It's a whole underground coliseum. What was that, Corp? There's a whole. Oh, sorry. This, I heard this what you might, might have been alive at that point. <laughs> Maybe. At least his dad was there. We know that. That's true. <laughs> so, Kev, what's got you geeked? I, 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 um, I don't know. Winter's coming. Um, there's a snowmobile show this weekend. Nice. Um, pretty happy about that. Uh, meeting a whole bunch of people there. Um, Kathy and I are, uh, I'm going to go right from work. I'm working Friday, so I'll go right from work. But Kathy's coming down with some friends of ours and then some other friends are meeting us there. So it's going to be a, it's typically a, one of those things we go to the show and, you know, we see all the new stuff. We already know what all the new stuff is. There's deals and stuff. So we'll take advantage of some of that. Um, get some new carbides for the sled or something like that. Um, maybe some oil. There's a deal on oil. I'm looking for a pair of gloves and uh, looking for a helmet. So there's some things there. Um, but, uh, it was also, you know, other shows coming up, so I'm not too worried about finding the, the best deals, but we go to the show, you know, walk around the show, see all the stuff. 
and then um and then we all go out and you know have some drinks and get some food afterwards so it's, it's a it's a whole night of um a good time so pretty happy the snow is almost here nice hoping, hoping we get some good snow this year so we can do some good riding but yeah it's, that's where i'm at nice nothing wrong with that where where's the show is it is it local or is it out of town? It used to be it used to be at the uh, on center downtown, um, which would have been really nice because I could have left my vehicle parked <laughs> right? and just walked over. Uh, but they have it at the fairgrounds now at the expo. Oh, center. okay. So well, I mean, it gives them an excuse to use it. So yeah, I mean, and I understand why they would rather have it there. You know, if you're going to have the manufacturers show up with their machines, they got to get tractor trailers in and out. And yeah, more space to get move. Yep, parking. Yeah. Yeah, yep. there's that. And then you've got free parking for visitors, you know, people that are, you know, customers that are going to come in. So that's going to potentially bring more people in. Not that I ever saw a snowmobile show that wasn't packed. Oh, yeah. Snowmobilers. We use money as a way to keep warm. We literally light it on fire. That sounds counterproductive. I'm just, just saying. Yeah. That's he's, not... he's not kidding. I, uh, as you know, I'm from Altmar. Williamstown area, the trailblazers actually ran one of the trails through our backyard. So it would wake us up all hours of the night. Oh. And when they had their annual chicken barbecue, we got free meals because they groom trails on our land. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's snowmobile country. I actually got hired at the nice local, nice and easy to stand out there and collect money from snowmobilers <laughs> as they pulled up to the, the thing. So yeah, it, it's crazy. Snowmobilers and you know, Maine, and there's some other states in the in the U.S. that understand this. Maine and uh, New Hampshire are two of them. Vermont and New York State are two that don't understand that snowmobilers are, they have no qualms about spending thousands of dollars um, on a weekend to rent a room, buy gas, buy food, buy drinks, whatever it may be. You know, and, you know, not to mention they pull their, their rigs, their trucks and their trailers with their snowmobiles and they buy brand new sleds every year. Um, snowmobilers are ridiculous with the amount of money they spend. Um, and I, I don't understand why some states don't get that and, you know, do more for, uh, more for the sport. The state of Maine, they love snowmobilers. They, they, you go up there riding and I'm from out of state, they love you. Awesome. You can go anywhere and just have a great time, but not New York State. Nope, you do one thing wrong, and they just want to give you a ticket. And, 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 and I'm not, I'm not saying that the people that are doing the things getting to get tickets should get ignored. I'm just saying that their their motivation is different. That's all. But yeah, yay snow! Let's bring on the winter. All right. So guys, what are you playing? Well, I now have a week with Supernatural VR on the Oculus Quest 2 um, under my a week under my belt. And I, I got to tell you, I mean, I, I did a workout so hard tonight that I actually had to grab my inhaler afterwards, um, which is not something you would expect from me. I mean, you guys have seen me in real life. I know from here up, it might not look it, but I am fucking fat. It's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, this, this is, I was hoping that this would be a, a good solution for us. And Damar and I both are, are, we're getting our asses kicked by this, but it's good. Now, 
one of the big elements of this. Yeah, it's a lot of swinging and stuff like that, but there's also squats. There's like triangles that appear on the screen and the short ones, you got to squat. Some of them you have to squat and lunge. There's a lot of movement there as well. And turning uh, fully around. And also you're, you're, you're not just supposed to be hitting it. You don't flick your wrists like Beat Saber. You keep your arms stiff and you're swinging for power. So it's a great, great exercise. Um, I uh, made a video um, which I, I gave to Paul. I don't know if we're going to post it or not. I'm going to actually try to come up with something cooler, but I'm really kind of putting myself out there because if you want to put it in the show notes and, and post it, uh, if that's fine. Um, I look kind of stupid with my fat ass, you know, running around and you can't really hear the music, but it can kind of get you an idea because, I mean, two weeks ago, I bought some sifting cat litter box, boxes because I struggled with squatting down long enough to scoop the cat boxes. By the time I was done with our two cat boxes, I mean, my heart was racing. I was sweating. I had to sit down. I mean, I, squatting is hard anyway. That's why nobody likes squats. Uh, now, I mean, I, I probably didn't need to do that because in the course of these exercises, I'm going up and down, up and down. I can now get to the bottom level of the refrigerator without, you know, struggling to get back up. I'm hurt. My legs hurt because I'm busting my ass, but I've already noticed a difference in what I can do in my regular life. So I am super excited by this and I kind of want to put a video out there just so people can see what it's about and decide if, Hey, you know, maybe it's for them. And I'm, I'm doing low intensity stuff. This is, this is the beginner shit and it's kicking my ass. Um, but it's awesome. I'm loving it. And that, that's what I'm playing. Awesome. Have you given up on your, your, your goal to be on my 300 pound life? Well, you know, see, see oh, that's, that's, that's the funny thing. You know, I, I'm not big enough to be on a show where you have to get weight loss surgery, but I am big enough to be on a show about losing weight. You know, probably the biggest loser would be great for me, but I applied for them and they took one look at me and said, you know, it's really not fair to the other people because you clearly are the biggest loser. So <laughs> I had to find something else. That was awesome. I give you that one. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Right. I, got, I got nothing. Yeah, I got that's nothing. the only problem is when it's usually that good that it grinds everything to a halt. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, that's that's good. So, Corbs, what are you playing? Uh, well, so first, oh, um, Corbs, don't yeah. look now, but I'm pretty sure there's a Cylon over your shoulder. That's a new there's. Cylon. That's the new ghost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Battlestar Galactic. Okay. I, you guys should just be impressed that I knew that because I've never seen that. Okay. But I'm sorry. Uh, the golf. 18th hole. Still don't have enough money. Yeah. It's a pretty good show. No, no. Yeah, they've, they've updated it now and you don't fucking make any money on it anymore. So I don't know how well I'm going to finish it. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they did to it. It's all fucking messed up. Like you used to like every every six hours or whatever you would make like a billion dollars. Now every day I think I make like hundred million. So I'm like I got a one spot left to finish on this the sixteenth hole. I got to get to five billion. I'm at like five hundred million. I'm like yeah, I'm not getting to five billion in the next month and a half. So. I well, bet there's, there's an item in their store that you can buy that mm. will get yep. you there. Yep. Yeah, no, I understand that. I, and I'm just, uh, again, I don't spend money on that shit. So so it looks like I'm going to be deleting the app off the, the game off my phone. I'm going to find something else to occupy my time. Rage quit. I got, I got one for you. Settlers Online. 
Nope. Stay Oregon. away. Stay Oregon away. Trail. Oh, yeah. What? What, what just happened? That's, that's what I'm wondering. That's a bad grind. To, to, Did to I that. just kill Corb's bit? I'm sorry. No, I just said Oregon Trail. Oh, okay. See, that's I missed that part because I think you guys were talking at the same time. Your words so, were bumping. Wait, bumping uglies? What? I'm sorry. Um, I did. I did offer to lick somebody's finger earlier today. Lick somebody's finger? Oh yeah. You can't do that in the the COVID era. Listen to me. A friend of mine put his uh, brisket on this morning, and he showed me a picture of it when he took it off this afternoon. And he was pushing on it with all the juices coming out. And I'm saying, I, I fuck it. I'd fucking like that. <laughs> I'm not proud. That fucking brisket looked good. Not too proud to beg. And, and I had some crock pot chicken cheesy thing from two days ago. Don't knock it. Maybe it's good. Maybe you just I finished it. last night's dinner today. We tried to ha- tried to have pot roast last night, but I couldn't get the fucking roast to finish cooking. No matter oh, how no. three hours in the pressure cooker and one end of it just wouldn't, you know, get to that point where it shredded apart. So I put it in Tupperware and we went to Taco Bell and got dinner and I finished cooking it today. There you go. Is that calling it a mulligan for dinner? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Nice. I went to dinner Busters. Ooh, you know, I haven't been there since the time we went. Where is that now? Is that it's in the mall. In yeah. the mall. Okay. And tonight is half price game night. Is it? Is it weirder? Like, like I'm assuming they have to clean the machines and everything like constantly. There's somebody walking around, but they don't clean them. So, yeah, I mean, the people walk around cleaning machines, but they don't like. They're not like. You have somebody following behind you, going, "Clean the machine <laughs> after he's done. Clean the machine after he's done." No. See, that's what I did like about yesterday is they were on top of that shit. Like you walk away from a game and all of a sudden someone comes out of nowhere and they're cleaning that shit up. So. They follow you that's, that's, that's what I want to know. It's right. They just follow you around. They got a little squirt bottle and they follow you around. And the moment you walk away, they squirt it. I mean, maybe it was just me they were following around. I have that vibe about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, are you playing anything? Oh, okay. Bobbin and weaving. You can go next, Paul. Bobbin and weaving. Mine's little. (laughs) You're like. That's all I got. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'll go because I just made it awkward. Um, I found a new. Mm -hmm. I usually do. Uh, I found a new mobile game, uh, WWE one that I was one of those. A weird ad came up, and I was like, I want to try this out. It's called WWE Mayhem. Have you seen this one? I have. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. It's it's a basically like a side scroller, like cartoony wrestling sim, just a whole lot of mindless button mashing. Um, you go through, you have to level up your your wrestlers that you get. You you continue through. Apparently there are title matches that you can achieve title belts, but I didn't because I lost my title match. So isn't it all against online opponents though? No, no, there's uh okay. there's like a story mode. Which is what I've been doing. I haven't done that. I, I did unlock the the story mode. I mean the uh, the the versus mode, but I haven't done it yet. It must be their new one because they have a newer one that's like that, and it's all 
all against other people and that's why i won't go near it because i hate people right i I guess i don't i don't want to deal with that nonsense um so but i mean some of the verses stuff no that i'm sorry that's there's an events section too so you can unlock like higher star um wrestlers and stuff like right now there's a live morgan one i'm pausing because i'm still not well acquainted with all of the superstars yet Apparently she's a former competitive cheerleader and now she's a wrestler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's no Tay Conti, but I don't know. I like Liv Morgan. Morgan. Um, she. Uh, I'm she, rating them on looks. Still, I'm. I'm that she, guy. Is she an, she, is she an X, NXT now? No, she was just. Uh, was she? Yeah, she was at the pay per view. I, I believe she was at Extreme Rules, or maybe it was last night. But she wrestled either Sunday or Monday. So, yeah, she's definitely on the main roster still. I don't remember for the life of me who she wrestled, though. I don't know. I haven't gotten to the point where I'm watching pay-per-views yet. Like, I'm not ready to invest that kind of money. Dude, it's 10 bucks a month. You get Peacock and all the pay-per-views are free. I mean, really? maybe it's $8.99. Yeah, the WWE Network got folded into Peacock, so now you, you get the Peacock streaming service and not just the pay-per-views, but their back catalog. And I mean, all the specials are doing, they just did a uh, um, Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, Broken Skull Ranch, which is basically a video version of the podcast with Seth Rollins just dropped this week. And all of their their shows, because there's a WWE entertainment division that's creating stuff just for the network. Nice. Whether it be like like, uh, reality shows like Holy Foley, which was following McFoley's family. Or uh, just behind the scenes stuff, documentaries. There's a lot of good content there. It's definitely nice. so that one does sound like something I might jump in on then, yeah. especially for the paper. See, I had a different idea. I, I figured that we would just talk my dad into getting the pay per views at his place, and we'd show up at his apartment and watch the pay per views with him. So that cost him a lot of money, though more money than he, it really needs to. I mean, I was thinking we would throw in for the pay per views, but we could bring food and beer. Uh, he doesn't drink either. We could bring food and then we could drink beer. Yes. Because I am getting to the point where I'm going to start wanting to watch them. But so but for 10 bucks a month, I mean, um, for five months of what you're paying for the subscription, you're paying for the one pay-per-view. You, you, yeah. 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 So that's not a bad idea. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know this is supposed to be our video game section, but um, we're on wrestling right now. So Kristen's really not happy. With with all of the wrestling intake that's happening. (laughs) Friday night, I watched four hours straight of pro wrestling. She she was not happy. I watched SmackDown for two hours and immediately, I didn't even have to turn over because I had a timer set for Rampage. And uh, it rolled right in that Rampage is AEW's other show. It's usually only one hour, though. Yeah, I I guess it was a special one. And holy shit. CM Punk's match that they open the show with like that's what shocks me now is like it used to be the curtain jerkers were like shitty matches like you didn't have to be there to see the first match and even WWE's doing the same thing now well I think they're doing it because of AEW oh you think so I, yeah I think so because AEW has been doing that they've been opening their shows with big matches nasty matches and, and they still have big matches at the end Yes, but but yeah, they definitely you know they're opening with big stuff, and I think WWE realized that they need to 
they need to kind of get on board with that. This week's uh, Raw opened with uh, Bobby Lashley uh, against um, Big E for the championship. Yes, which I missed, and that's why I'm glad, because I, I think I missed the first hour of Raw. Yeah. I came in around 10 o'clock because, you know, it was still smart and that, you know, four hours of wrestling what on a Friday. great way to hook your audience. Yes, it's smart. Because, it's very because smart. you know you're not going to put the curtain, they're not going to put a curtain jerker at the end. You know, they're, right. they're going to have to have something big there too. Yes. Yeah. Which they did. Uh, Raw this week was the uh, yeah. steel cage match, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They're all starting to meld together on me. I'm trying to keep track of <laughs> what I'm watching. I got my scorecard trying to figure out who's who still. That's where I'm at right now. I, I need to be um, a student of the game by November when I go there. So I'm not spending the whole time going, who's that? What's their story? Who's that guy? Why, why is he mad at him? So and your dad's going to be going, I don't know. I can't see anything. People are too tall. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That's right. Because I did tell you guys, or at least you, Hugh, I can't remember if that was to the whole group or it was just to you, that um, I got floor seats, but we're the second section of floor seats. So there will be all the ringside seats and then a gap and then us. Because, again, I still want to do the whole, you know, maintain a little bit of distance thing. And Hugh says, so basically, your dad's not going to get to see anything. Because my dad is what? Like five foot four? Yeah. You guys have all met him, right? Yeah. Um, last time we did floor seats, I did make the poor bastard stand on his chair. <laughs> so. But I think he's excited that I'm back into it. Um, as long as it the the shows maintain a decent quality and i'll stick with it for a while so all right but um everybody's gone for no kev you have a, a what are you playing i'm sorry how the hell do i follow that well hopefully more contained than what i just did because i was kind of like a squirrel on crack there exactly i i'm not even a little bit enthused about this game it's just something i found and i and I played it a couple times. I mean, it's like, okay. You know, you don't have to share. It's not required. Okay. Dude, it's in the notes. Come on. <laughs> don't ruin this for me. Kingdom Rush. It's a yeah, power defense game. It's, it's, that's it. Kingdom Rush. Okay. Actually, you know, what I did find out about this, Ironhide Game Studio, they they make the same games. They have uh, it's a series of tower defense games, all in the same genre and all the same mechanics. So that once you play one, you you know how to play the others. But they actually uh, they make their PC game available on Steam. It's not free on Steam. It's you, you pay for the game, and then you don't end up having to pay for some of the upgrades that are inside of it. But you get you know more maps, whatever, more more uh, more you know more fun Content. time. Um, the mobile game, you know, there's, I don't know, 10, 12 different. Uh, uh, Is that the one where you like, you, you, your guy and you have to fight against somebody else in a, in a tower, you got to like match, beat the number that they've got? So what a typical tower defense game is, is you have these enemies that run from one end of the map to the other. And they run through a maze of some sort, uh, you know, some sort of a channel. Okay. And what you do is you have different spots you can build defenses on. And those defenses are typically um, a slow defense, uh, an air defense, a ground defense, 
and a mass area defense. So you have the different kind of defense types. And um, you, you build your defenses based on what you think is going to get thrown at you. Okay. And you get, you get so many lives, you know, and a life, you lose a life every time one of their, one of the enemy, and, you know, it could be, you know, they could number in the thousands, but one of their enemy passes through the end of the map, you lose a life. Um, so, and, and it, they're originally called tower defense because the things you build are typically towers of some sort you know it's a it's an archer's tower it's a cannon tower it's a it's a musket tower you know that that sort of a mage's tower that sort of thing um the one you're thinking of is um i know i know what that is it's a different kind of tower defense game if it's what i'm thinking it is where you get a you get a tower yep and you have different defenses in it and you can build them up you can you can uh you can change them out and then they sh- they throw different things at you, and you have to you have to fend them off. So it's a, a little bit different kind of a tower defense, but same idea, right? Same same basic idea. You have a lot of enemy coming at you. You got to figure out how to how to um, balance your because you because you upgrade everything. You upgrade the tower as you go, right? Um, and hopefully you do it correctly. Otherwise you lose. I've got the last two uh, maps I'm on, and I I can't you 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 succeed when you get three stars out of three for each map. And I've got two out of three up for one and I haven't been able to finish the other. So therein lies the challenge. You, you have to figure out how to, how to, how to master the map. But the cool part, like I said, is it's on steam and you have a PC side. So for 10 bucks, you could get into it on the PC side and have what looks like a pretty decent tower defense game. It's, it's rated pretty well. Um, But that's, that's all I got. Nice. <clears throat> well, that's all right because you're not really done because it's time for Kev's tabletop review. Okay, so. This week, um, I'm going to review something that a friend of mine and I have invested in on Kickstarter. Um, this is called Futility, the actual game of living. And um, you might say, well, the game of life, is it, is it like that? Well, you know, it's a board game and it has cards and it has dice and it has some other stuff like that. Um, gameplay is typical board game gameplay. But let me read you the little synopsis here. Uh, in the world of board games, there's games that last the test of time, and then there's games like Futility, which never die. If the raunchy card games of today made a beautiful baby with the vintage board games of yesteryear, then you would have Futility, the actual game of living. So um, they're not really giving you a lot. I mean, I've been on the website, on the, on the um, uh, Kickstarter page, they don't really give you a whole hell of a lot um, to go on. And it, it's, it's, it's supposed to be hilarious. It's supposed to be um, uh, for up to eight players, which is a lot for a board game. Um, there aren't many board games I've seen that have, you know, that kind of a, a player uh, cap. Um, there are, let's see what I see. I'm looking at the Kickstarter page, 400 situation cards, 
50 futility destiny cards, 200 checks, and they actually look like a real check, so it must be you have to pay your way out of things, um, up to eight players, uh, one board and two dice. Um, nice. It's, it's uh, I, I would suggest you go on Kickstarter and look this up and see if it's something that interests you. They're really close. They hit their, they've hit a couple of stretch goals, I think. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, I don't see their results for their goals. Uh, it's got to be on here somewhere, but I don't know where it is. Uh, I don't want to look at pictures. I'm not sure about that. But um, it, it, it really appealed. So $24,173 pledged of 30,000 goal. So they're within their goal. 287 backers, 29 days to go. That's not bad. That's so there's a chance they're going to hit their their hit their uh, their their primary goal. Based out of LA, so um, that's pretty cool. And Tabletop Games is the um, the board manufacturer, the game manufacturer, the, the game group. Um, so very very interesting um my buddy got a hold of me he's like we got to get this we got to get this i was like okay okay so i went in on it with him. <laughs> and uh it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun so we'll have to get it hopefully hopefully they'll they'll meet their goal we'll get it i'll get the chance to play it and uh get a chance to review it awesome uh, honestly for you guys but yep futility the actual game of living there might, might be something worthwhile uh getting on film and posting it to the uh to the the page right could, youtube channel do that we could do that i'm not so sure you'd want to see that but we could do that <laughs> <laughs> sounds oh. like a plan to me so say we all right corbs yes <laughs> all right on that note i think we're gonna kick it to break and uh we'll be back with hughes news stick with us guys looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run how about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics.
Now, before you pay a bunch of money to confirm that you lost by more than you thought you did, here's the news. Speaking of the pot calling the kettle black, last week in Arizona, the recount was completed and there were preliminary results leaked on Thursday. Those results basically confirmed that Biden won the presidency and they actually found more votes for him and less votes for Trump. Now, this came out Thursday morning, and I'm always curious because you hear the argument from the right that the left only shows the news that fits their narrative. So I like to go and check when something comes out like this and see where it's actually reported. And I do the same thing with liberal sites as well. I think I've talked about that before. I went to both Fox and OAN and confirmed zero mentions of the original recount or the preliminary report at all. I did a search for the entire website. It was almost as if they scrubbed all references from the entire sites. Going by those two sites, there was no Arizona recount at that point. Now, interestingly enough, Newsmax did have a mention of it, but it was literally only Trump coming out and saying the preliminary results were fake. So technically it wasn't really reported on, but at least it was there. I swear the right and left news media are like the two Spider-Man's meme where they are pointing at each other. Next up, whoo, interrupted. It seems that the WWE is really worried about Ric Flair's legal situation. They made some changes this week to the stinger before their shows. When a WWE show starts, they have this little montage of scenes from the past and some music in there as well. And there are famous lines like, can you smell what the rock is cooking? And up until this week, whoo, well, they removed the woo from it and it was jarring. You know, the first thing I watched without it and I was like, holy cow, they must really think removing one soundbite makes everyone forget who rented that plane where he pulled out Space Mountain. Now, it's hard to imagine the Nature Boy being erased from history like this, but it's been done before. And I'm thinking you could say he's been Ben Wad. And finally, I am the law again. NBC announced that Law & Order is returning for a 21st season after 10 years off the air. It was sentenced to be canceled in 2010, but the brand was kept alive with something like 147 spinoffs. It looks like it's going to be coming back and maybe continue in perpetuity. When producer and creator Dick Wolf was asked why now, he responded with, Law & Order is really the only idea I have. And that's the news, kids. Now I am off to pre-order Amazon's upcoming robot dog, Astro, the perfect device for those still wanting the creepy experience of having your dog watch you have sex without having dog hair on the bedspread. I'm sure it can sub as a cameraman, too. Astro, money shot angle. And normally I would hand things off now, but there is one last thing. Our little group has always been about the three Fs, as we discussed a few weeks ago. And I want to talk about one of them, food, specifically I'm going to kick back while Corbs does his movie review and eat this delicious spicy chicken taco sandwich exclusively from Taco Bell. This thing is far tastier than it has any right to be. If you had told me Taco Bell would deliver my favorite out of the fast food chicken sandwich wars of the 2020s, I would have told you you were loco. But I have to admit, I love this and always will until the end of the promotion. From the pillowy outer shell to the tortilla-crusted chicken and the smoky chipotle sauce, this Frank and Miguel of a food item is the perfect blend of thinking both in and outside the bun. Taco Bell, live Moss. Paul? In other news, the first bomb dropped on Germany in World War II killed the only elephant in the Berlin Zoo. Back to you, Corbs. What? Facts. History. Where do you come up with this shit? I got a website. I'll show you. Is that a Shiba Inu? He's talking to you. Yes. (laughs) No, this is the sandwich I was just talking about. (laughs) One and the same. (laughs) Oh, God. So, Corbs, you got a movie to review? 
No, I don't. <laughs> I stopped I stopped watching movies all along. Lies. Lies. True. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's damn true. I was waiting for that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm gonna review a movie. Uh, from I think like 1983 or something like that. Mr. Mom. Michael Keaton old school movie before Batman. Mm-hmm. All right. The family man, Jack Butler, is happily married and lives with his beloved wife, Caroline Butler, and their children, Alex, Kenny, and Megan, in the suburb of Detroit. Jack is an engineer that works in an automobile factory with his friends, Stan and Larry. And they go to work in a carpool with their boss, Jinx. When, Jack's loses his, or when Jack loses his job, Caroline looks for a job and finds it in the advertising agency that belongs to Ron Richardson. Soon, Caroline succeeds in holding an important account in the agency and climbs position and responsibility. Meanwhile, Jack learns how hard, it, how, how hard the household chores and children care are. Now, lustful bosses, sexy neighbors, unrelenting housework, and endless hours of boardroom boardroom threaten Jack and Caroline's happiness. So that was Mr. Mom in a nutshell. Great movie. Yeah. God, I remember this. Big fan of the chainsaw scene. <laughs> yes. So... I mean, it's a good movie. I, I, I watch it when it's on. Not all of it, though. So, I... <laughs> I don't know if everyone, anyone else can see that. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> what is the What is the Vin Diesel movie where he is a pacifier? Um, the pacifier. He was a Navy SEAL. I think that movie was I loosely swear. based yeah. on this. Agreed. Yep. So, I mean, this movie holds a little bit of a, a special place in my in my heart. Obviously, you guys know I'm a single parent, so having to play both roles, mom and dad, does become hard at times. Um, I mean, I have I have help. My mom, my my sister, my family does help out, but you know, having to raise a child by yourself. I was put a little uh, more strain on your mind, I guess is the word. So that's that's how I, that's why I like this movie. It, you know, speaks to me having to be both dead and a mom at times for my son. So yeah, it, it's movies like this that made it really hard to believe Michael Keaton is Batman. Yes. Yep. This, yeah, that Gun was Ho, that was one of the ones they pointed at. Yeah. Gun Ho is another one, which I I love that movie. I think that movie is hysterical. Another one you can't make today. Yeah. No. Yeah. But 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 regardless, I mean I think I think he did a, a pretty good job, you know, because that was the the whole, you know, bigger than bigger than life comic book version, you know, of the of the Batman movie. And I thought I yeah. thought he I thought they pulled it off. Love that Batman movie. Yeah. It's one I mean, of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was yeah, he was good as the original Batman. Well, not Adam West Batman. <laughs> no right, no. I, we know what you mean. You know, you know. Movie, you movie, Batman. Sorry. There you yeah. go. 
the back back to the big screen back Batman. So I back back to the no, that was that was it was originally on the big screen in the forties. It was a serial that oh, ran was. before, yes. Was it like then, short shorts that ran before movies? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing? Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got and it. then uh, Adam West actually there was a movie in a movie, and then they made the TV series. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. I have that movie. Okay, uh, That's the one with, with shark repellent. That's a yes. really, really fucking awful movie. Horrible. How does that not surprise me that you have that movie, Paul? Right? It shouldn't. I have that movie, but I've never seen a James Bond movie. <laughs> <laughs> you got some it, serious issues. It upsets me that I've known you this long, and this is the first that I've found that you have that movie. You want to borrow it? Is that what you're saying? Uh huh. Okay. You have it on DVD? Yeah. Of course I do. <laughs> I was hoping maybe he doesn't have like, it chiseled down to a cave wall or something. I was hoping maybe having a he had it on like VHS or those old freaking movie reels that you watched in school. Real the real. <laughs> no, the only thing I have on uh, ancient media is um the crow and clerks. Both on VHS. I like the there's that box of Betamax videos. We probably don't want to talk about that. Do yeah, you? that's a whole different story. Oh, sorry. sorry. whole different story. All right. Let's bring this back around to Mr. Mom, though. So, uh, Corbs, your good buddy, Roger Ebert. He gives it two stars. Oh, that, you know what? We didn't even ask you what you gave it for stars. Damn it. Three. Okay. You just got to be better than him, right? I am better than him. <laughs> You're still alive, yes. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so Ebert says, <clears throat> people have been living through the basic idea for Mr. Mom for years. It's too bad this movie doesn't feel more like their lives and less like the plot for a TV sitcom. The movie's about a well-paid Ford executive who gets laid off and can't find work. Then his wife finds a job at an advertising agency and her years of experience in the front lines of consumerism make her a big hit with the clients. Meanwhile, her husband stays home to keep house and raise the children. There are so many genuine comedy ideas and not a few provocative ones rising out of this situation that it's hard to see how the filmmakers could go wrong. But go wrong they do. With gimmicky sight gags and awkward fantasy sequences, Stock characters in unbelievable situations. What a lost opportunity. Wow, he really liked this movie. That's especially true because the cast is so promising. Michael Keaton, a kinetic young actor who gives the uncanny impression of being able to think faster than he can talk, plays the husband. Terry Garr, Dustin Hoffman's other girlfriend in Tootsie, is the wife. And Martin Mull is the, sn- the snaky president of the advertising agency with plans for promoting Garr into his own life. Now, if they'd been now, if they'd taken these characters in their situations and followed through on the implications, sorry, yeah, he's boring me <clears throat> on a believable level, they might have come up with a true human comedy. Instead, everything is pushed too far. Situations are overwritten and overdirected. And the movie is desperate enough to throw in vacuum cleaners with minds of their own, seductive next door neighbors, and a team of local repairmen who show up and on cue, it's supposed to be on, not an. On cue and look straight out of TV commercials. God knows there's enough in ordinary housework to make a comedy out of, especially if the hotshot husband is trying to learn how to run the house. Do we really need the scene in which he cheerfully puts four cups of detergent into the washer? 
Enough real things can go wrong around the house without the movie needing a monosyllabic monosyllabic. female TV repairman and an exterminator who's afraid of bugs. Meanwhile, at the ad agency, Terry Garr also is having her problems with the script that strives for the predictable. She's brought into a conference on a tuna account. The agency's failed campaign presentations line the walls. She shoots them down and comes up with a bright idea. Offer a 50 cent discount for the duration of the recession. Brilliant, eh? Except, wait a minute, the other campaigns on the bulletin board don't even look like professional presentations. They look like scrawls out of Mad Magazine, and her bright idea is obviously the only in the movie because if she has a bright idea, you see, she'll get the job and attract the boss. No attempt is made to be perceptive or original about the idea of a housewife returning to the job wars as an ad executive. Mr. Mom gets itself away with its title. I think, oh, the title, I think. The title was so obviously a concept, a brief encapsulation of what the movie would be about that all the script needed to deliver was manufactured artificial situations inspired not by the experiences of joblessness or role reversal, but by memories of old TV shows. They had a great idea here. It's too bad they didn't follow it through on a human level. Instead of making it feel made up and artificial and twice removed from the everyday experience it pretends to be about. Fuck this movie. Fuck it in its ass. Oh, he, yeah. really, he really went overboard at the end there. He really went for it. <laughs> Paul, were you were you possibly paraphrasing right there at the end? Uh, no, no. You'll see it in the link. <laughs> I wish there was a way I could write in crayon on the end of it. Something, something tells me that he got paid by the word. He, he's, a, he's a verbose motherfucker is what he is. He got paid by the letter. That's why you got all those big ass words in there. <laughs> uh so yeah he didn't he didn't definitely didn't think much of the movie um i remember remember it more fondly than that myself but it was a good time so oh if he didn't like it it must have been a good movie generally yes but all right uh i think that wraps it up let's uh throw this to commercial and we'll come back and uh we'll talk about what we've been watching See you guys. new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? 
How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics. Welcome back. And guys, let's first talk about the weeklies. Let's uh first we're gonna start off with one that uh Hugh was teasing last week. The Walking Dead. Holy shit. Wasn't that a great episode? It was and like you said, oh. the the great parts were all the Connie scenes. That was yeah. phenomenal. Yep. Oh my god. And Nicotero directed it, right? Yep. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I put that, I mean, if not at the very top, it's one of the top few episodes that they've done. I, because they, they took a different, they didn't just write an episode of The Walking Dead. They took a concept mm-hmm. and, and they ran with it, which they, they don't always do. Um, and it was fantastic. That was so fucking cool. In a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I did in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I did, I did predict. I was right. Kristen watched the whole show like this. So, it. Uh, I mean, I, I'm just happy we got Lauren Ridloff back. I, I'm so so happy. Yep, that was awesome. But yeah, that's that's basically all I wanted to touch on about that was how mind blowing that fucking episode was. Yep. That was so cool. Um, Those were so we got some new. We we got to, definitely got some new creepies, mm-hmm. um, and uh, even even pictures of them. I don't know if you. Uh, I, I mean, I'm always bringing up Instagram because I follow so many different people on Instagram. But I follow Lauren Ridloff also, and she had a picture of her with one of the creeps. Nice. And even that picture. The, the the minimal makeup they have, I mean, it's probably a lot of makeup, actually, but um, she was standing back to back with one of them, and that was creepy. I mean, just awesome, awesome, awesome work. Now, I, I don't think we're going to see them again. I no. honestly kind of hope we don't. Yeah. If, if there were more, boy, that would be odd. It seems to me that that was, that was the troop, and, that, and they're done. Yeah. 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 Now, there were some females in that group too, weren't there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were very creatively did not show nudity. Yes. No. Um, yeah. Especially with that one, with the one that was up on the uh, the armoire or something, and she jumped off, and I immediately I was like, because you know that's not something they usually show on The Walking Dead, but yeah, they managed to. Yeah, I think it's the, the way they film it, probably on real film, how it's high def, but it's also kind of not. Um, they did a really good job letting you see that these, I mean, 
completely naked people, but not showing anything, which is probably hard to do with right. action shots like that and make it still impactful and make it look like you weren't trying to not show it. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of, uh, there was a lot of stuff in this episode that has made it into uh, some pretty, you know, some pretty uh, well-known horror movies. Um, and I, I just, I, I thought they're, uh, I thought it was fantastic. The, the, the eye behind the, the, uh, uh, mirror yes that started it all off uh, yeah oh and when and I, I, it was brilliant and uh you know angela talked about it after the, the the episode uh but when our characters were separated and we went into connie's view yep. how all the sound was gone i was like that happened she shuts the door everything stops i i, I literally went oh my god that's fucking brilliant my wife because mm-hmm. I, I knew what they were doing immediately and i'm like that is so awesome Made it made it scary as fuck. Yeah. Yes. It, did. it made you wonder too, how has Connie made it this long? Oh. You know? I mean, she's obviously when she was with her her sister and the other folks, you know, she had people around her. Um, but how the hell did she make it through coming out of the cave, walking with the walkers? I mean, how how is she how is she made it this far being deaf? And 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 she and well, her sister both, they're both they're both deaf um in real in real life yeah um so i mean she's a phenomenal actress but she's also um she you know she is she's deaf so i I just it's amazing absolutely amazing and her star is gonna rise more now i mean she's she's about to do a marvel movie yeah she's been in a couple of movies since uh the walking dead started what is she doing in marvel i don't know she's going to be one of the main characters in the eternals the eternals that's right yeah that's right which i i believe they made it so her character is also deaf in that as well yeah i I worry that's going to be the inhumans of the marvel cinematic universe i I hope not i hope it does well i don't have high hopes for it because i just don't care about the eternals but i hope they find an interesting way to do it to present it i mean they also people were predicting that gardens of the galaxy was going to be the first flop and <laughs> i mean look how that turned out that's the, those people are now dead because they died of shame they should have well that you was, know inevitably one of them was going to be even if it makes 500 million dollars they're going to consider it a flop so one of them is going to end up being that so even if it's a good movie it makes money if it doesn't make what it's supposed to make Right. Even if it makes, even if it makes back what it, you know, it costs five hundred million to make it, and they make seven hundred and fifty, they're so, still considered a flop because it's not making a billion dollars like all the other ones. You know, uh, I, I don't know. I, it seems to me like Marvel actually has realistic expectations for the smaller movies. They know those. I mean, you're you're not going to get end game numbers on every single movie. Right. And I mean, my impression is that they seem to understand when they go after these smaller characters, they also have smaller budgets, right? you know, so it, it's not, it's not going to cost as much to get it out there. At least that, that's what it seems like to me. And I think that's why everyone was so taken by surprise with Shang-Chi that it's been doing so good first in the COVID era. And second, that I don't think there was really high expectations for it. So, I mean, I can literally say I've never read a comic book with that character in it ever. No. No, I, can I think he may have shown up in some of like the the new Avengers back in the early 2000s, and that's my only exposure to him. But yeah, I've never read any of the other stuff. But movie was phenomenal. 
Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out now that I never saw. I never saw Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Luke Cage, um, any of the other peripheral characters around Daredevil that was on Netflix. I never saw any of those ever in a comic book anywhere. I only saw Daredevil because he was in other stuff. You know, he, he did a lot of crossover stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much that's been out, um, you know, these days that I never... I'm kind of embarrassed to admit, to admit this, but I never read Iron Man. Um, I, I never stuck with Iron Man for long. It's I've just never, another one. It's like a, it's like a Superman. I just, I just. I've never read, never read Iron Man either. I, I never bought a single comic book. I mean, Me Batman, Batman, Spider Man. Oh yeah. I mean, every every one I could find. Um, but not, you know. Never bought a Wonder Woman comic book, but she was in other stuff, you know. Right. So some of the big things that have happened in you know Marvel and obviously DC are things that you know passed by you. Had, yeah. yeah, never had any impact on me when I was a kid. Right. Well, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad to see him doing well. I think I think the audience out there is is ready for some of this stuff, and um, I, I'm. I have a I have a little bit of pride that that you know I was part of that when I was a kid, you know, in some small way. You know, this is this this means a lot to me. So it's pretty cool. You mean being the person that got beat up for their lunch money and now even the bullies wear Captain America t-shirts? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm we won. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. Being made fun of because I like Star Wars. Yeah. Doctor Who. Uh. Yep. You know how many years it was that I never said a word to anybody about a comic book or a mm-hmm. toy or a movie. I went through I went through years and years and years. People, you know, working with people that had no, or you know, being around people that had no idea, you know, what my what my internal world looked like. Right. And, and now it's out. It's out, and I can, and I can be happy about that. Now you're doing a nerd theme podcast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I have more money than I care to even think about <laughs> sunk into Funko Pops. <laughs> uh, I might still make funny about that, but what the actually, fuck is wrong with me? You please do, please do because I really I need, don't I don't uh, get the Funko Pop thing. I mean, I I like the one I have that Paul gave me because it's John Constantine, but I can't imagine a situation where I would ever here's the thing. I would never go buy an action figure that isn't uh, actually an action figure I can play with. Oh. That's what I want, you know. Um, I don't get it. Be able to pose them, put them into yeah. cool poses, make them awesome. Paul and I have these discussions all the time. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much me, you know, busting on him for opening the package, which I'm really not comfortable comfortable with. I really don't like that. Paul has no problem opening packages. Oh, I know. He loves what's inside. <laughs> I can't use that. <laughs> you love, he loves what he's inside. You can't use that. Uh, I'm not going to use that. <laughs> so uh-huh. that way. Um, well, let's let's stay on a similar topic and let's talk about Titans. I know, uh, Corbs, oh. you're not caught up no. this season at all. Right? Uh, no, I haven't got the, the Blu-rays from you yet. Dummies. Wait a minute. I dropped them off at my uh, Stewart's. You didn't get them at yours? I did not. <laughs> Oh man, I feel bad because I, I don't want to go into spoiler territory here, but 
That that's rough. I I, I gotta say, Kev, you know, because you're you're like Titans is like awesome, and I I'm, I'm, I'm close. There. I'm really close. I, I'm, I might be only one or two episodes off. I, I we watched an oh. episode last night. The one we watched last night was um, uh, how do I how, I, I don't was it episode six? All right, so you're three behind. Oh shit, three behind. Yeah, with another well, one coming tomorrow. All, all I gotta say then is, man, I've loved the show up until this episode, and this episode really pissed me off because oh. it was stupid as fuck. It was, I, I can't talk about it. So I, you know, go ahead. Oh. It doesn't bother me. I'm gonna watch it no matter what. All right, Paul, you watched it, right? I did, and I actually liked the episode. Okay. <sighs> Okay, okay, here's the thing All right, that really gets me. The idea of this episode is we know Donna Troy died last year, right? Well, she's in, in Wonder Woman land with the Amazons, and um, what's her Raven's face? Raven's there. Raven's yes. there, and she's trying to do, use her magic to, to bring her back to life. Anyway, the episode ends up going into the afterlife. Everything's in black and white. She runs into Hawk there. They have this whole big thing. They, they try to help this kid get out of the the soul realm purgatory yeah purgatory yeah and, and i'm just like this is fucking stupid because first of all this show's been mostly based in in reality okay you've now established that everybody who dies rides a fucking train in the afterlife to get to their destination that's dumb because you're gonna kill somebody down the road and we're they're gonna be like oh let's go to the afterlife and help them find the magical bridge it, it was fucking stupid if they wanted to bring down a toy back they certainly could have without going into all this shit. All right. It doesn't. Hawk had a great ending, even though it was sad. The ending he got there. Yeah. Doesn't really improve things. And I, I, the fact that he's so excited to try to like get back to the real world when he's the one of the three of them that doesn't have a fucking body to inhabit should have come up. Okay. Yeah, that I agree Don, with you on. Don and the other kid, at least they still had bodies in the real world. Um, and then she gets back and. She saves Bruce Wayne from burning down his, his castle in Ireland. Now, I've loved the characterization, characterization of him so far. Um, I can kind of go with the fact he snapped and he killed Joker. It's, I don't think Batman would ever do that, but we're in a different world. I can buy it. All right. I'm okay with it. But trying to kill himself, commit suicide by burning down his castle, be, you know, boo fucking who Bruce Wayne Jesus you've dealt with so much other shit this is what fucking breaks you I'm just like they picked such a great actor to play him and I don't even know how you, what do you do there and the fact she comes back to life in Amazon world and knows to go save Bruce Wayne how yeah you're I right mean, on that one too did she just it's if he was at Wayne Manor at the very least she could have flown back to help mm. them and, and no, she fucking finds his castle in Ireland I mean, did she look at her phone and have messages or something? I don't know. It was just fucking stupid. Holy shit. What I well, liked most about it was the for the reason that I liked it was we get to have a final goodbye to Hawk. And that's huge to me because I was a, a huge Hawk and Dove fan. So that meant a lot to me, especially with the very end of it. Yeah. You know, this episode would have been perfectly fine on a different show, but this whole afterlife coming back to life shit, at least the way they did it here, it doesn't fit into the world Titans has established so far. You're not well, wrong. Yeah. I've told you guys before that I don't like the alternate universes because I don't like characters coming back. If they killed them off, 
they're dead. They're gone. You wrote the story. It's done. Move on. I, 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 I like, I like, I like some kind of basis in, in reality, even if yeah. our superheroes really, you know, there's, that's, that's, that's the part of the not reality that I'm okay with. It's the, but, you know, bringing him back, you know, Superman died. He's dead. Move on. So maybe his DNA, you know, they had a sample of it and they, and they created a super being called, you know, Superboy or whatever. And it's, you know, half, you know, half Lex Luthor and half Superman. All right. Well, there's your next Superman. I'm okay with that. I, I, bring, bring him back. No, I, I don't. I've never liked that. I just don't, I don't agree with that. That's what they do with the comics. I mean, when they, doesn't work and the con- when it doesn't work they say oh that was just some other that was no, some other this wasn't a never like that i never like that i i know i know it's not yeah, okay. i understand I, I i understand what you said and i and i completely i get it I, I'm, I'm okay with it but in my mind it's kind of the same thing you know it's yeah. a different it's a different way to bring the character back i'm not okay with it well you know i i will say that i think that there are times where it's okay to bring a character back a perfect example of that was, um, I don't know if anybody here watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but when they brought her back, it was in service to the story, not just in service to having the main character back. And her coming back affected her and the storyline. Did anyone, has anyone watched Buffy? Okay. No. Um, you, you, probably, you probably all know they did a musical episode, right? Yes. Okay. Well, this all culminated in the musical episode. Basically, she died saving everybody. Her friends think she's in, in hell and they're, they're agonizing and they spend the first couple episodes of the next season trying to bring her back. And they do. They bring her back to life. She's confused. She's shocked. And now she's just trying to be okay for everybody. And you go through the season and you get to this musical episode where this, this demon comes out and he basically forces everybody to sing. But it's all about their deepest feelings, the things they've been hiding. And her song was, you didn't pull me out of hell. You pulled me out of heaven. Oh. I was happy. It was finally over. You pulled me out of heaven back into this shit. And I don't want to be here. And that mm. was perfect because it was in service to an amazing story. So I, I give it a pass there. But then there's there's things like this. Does Donna Troy have to be there for Titans? Because she hasn't been there for the past eight episodes. Right. <laughs> Doing all right so far. No, I mean, they killed her off. They killed her off. It's, it is what it is which was weird that they killed her off and they immediately like as soon as the season ended they basically told you that she was coming back like that was all over like the the genre news i also you know i also thought the way she died was weird it was electricity right yeah she had electrocuted a carnival yeah she i was like that killed her yeah i agree with that wonder woman would have been like whatever (laughs) right Who's the who's the one that got shot? It wasn't Donna. It was a another a guy, right? Garth. No, the one that got shot at the airport. This at the airport. That was Garth. That was Aqualad. Aqualad. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Garth. No, I'm yeah. I'm thinking of Gar. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's move on from that one to. Um, a show that I promised I was going to catch up on, and I have not yet. Heels. Well, it wasn't an episode this week, so. No oh. this week. Yeah. Moving on. I'm guessing they didn't want to compete with the WWE pay per view, which kind of makes sense. 
that does make sense. And I think he was a little busy being at uh, AEW events. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Paul, you do know that they're not actually filming the show live. You know, they film it in the past. Well, so. I just wanted to reference that he was there and he was hugging his buddy Phil. How do they do that? How, how do they film it in the past? Well, they filmed it months ago and now we watch it on TV. So when you sit down and watch Heel, Stephen Amell is not actually in a wrestling ring on a soundstage performing those moves live for you in the 10 o'clock hour on Stars. Oh, I night. thought you meant they went back in time. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, the show does kind of go back in time sometimes. That I'm okay with. Great. Now I'm going to have Huey Lewis in the news back in time stuck in my head all night. Fuck me. Just don't <laughs> sing it because we don't need another ding by YouTube. Oh, You're welcome. Yeah, Last night it was heart and soul. I don't know what the hell is going on with all this Huey Lewis, Lewis music stuck in my head. Go back in time. Perfect. <laughs> Do we have anything else on the uh, the Weeklies? Um, what if? What if we did have something else? Um, we it have ended abruptly. It did. Yeah. Just yeah, and and, and you know why, right? Because because we're getting um the team up next week from all of the characters that we've been seeing so yeah yeah i knew going into it that it was a two-parter into the finale uh but it just the place it stopped i was yeah. like whoa this is over already or it just it didn't it didn't feel right yeah the same thing my son that was the same thing that was the reason why i uh texted you guys earlier because i we were out and I'm, you said to me as we're playing games he's like you have to watch what if i'm like ah oh, son of a bitch you know, I also thought the watcher for a guy that's seen every fucking thing that's ever happened, he sure takes a long time to get with the program. Yeah. Kind of kind of a bitch too. He was yeah. yeah. So but again, I enjoyed the episode, but it was a lot of setup is what we got. Yeah. So when I saw Ross Marcand in the, the, the credits, I was like, oh, James Spader didn't come back for this. He's definitely <laughs> doing Ultron. And he did a fantastic job. He did. I didn't catch the, I didn't catch his name in the credits. So, But now that makes way more sense. Nice. Um, that's it. That's what I got. What is, uh, is anybody else watching anything else? Is there anything else we want to cover? Uh, TV shows are starting to come back, back on this week. Are they? Yeah, a couple of shows that I, I watched, SWAT and Magnum P.I. Kev. <laughs> the, new Magnum doesn't, the new Magnum doesn't look anything like the old Magnum. No, it does not. I don't mind the new Magnum either. I mean, I, mean, I watched the old Magnum. I don't mind Jay Hernandez's Magnum P.I. in it. I think, he's, I think he's pretty good as Thomas Magnum in it. I need to watch some of the new ones. So I haven't I, seen I the new show. It. I enjoy it. It's, it's a good show. So, still waiting on Yellowstone, though. I gotta wait another month. Really, really looking forward to Yellowstone coming back. Yeah. November 7th. Two hour season opener. Jeez. Wasn't that supposed to be back in June? Supposed to be back in June. Everybody was waiting. Every Father, usually comes out Father's Day weekend, that's Sunday. Usually comes out, and I was, everybody was glued to their TVs, and then it wasn't on, and everybody was like, what the hell is. Going on, they're like, like, ha ha, fool you. (laughs) 
Well, uh, I uh, started watching something new this week. Um, last week, Netflix released Midnight Mass mm-hmm. by uh, Mike Flanagan. He's the same guy who did the uh, Haunting at Hill House and Bly Manor, you know, the, and Netflix signed him up for like a big multi-program deal. Uh, it's a seven-episode series. Uh, two episodes in, uh, really happy I started watching it. Um, really good so far. Uh, very interesting, especially uh, the, the way they tackle certain elements. I, I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, there were just some, there, there are certain tropes you see in shows a lot. And this particular show deals with somebody who had a substance abuse problem. And so they, they bring up AA and they actually, instead of, you know, it being a background thing, they actually talk about it in a meaningful way, which is not something you see in a lot of shows. Now, mind you, this is a, a horror TV show, so this isn't even a big part of it, but in building the world and the characters, they actually took the time to do something that uh, at least felt, to me felt very real. The entire backdrop is gorgeous. Um, I, I can't, unlike brand new cherry flavor, which I liked, but was really fucking weird. This is a little more straightforward. It's also a story Mike Flanagan has been trying to make since he started as a filmmaker. And he, at one point he said he was kind of too young to put it together in a package that a studio would take. But now that he has this deal with Netflix, he was finally able to do his, his pet project. And so far it seems fantastic. Nice. I've seen ads for that. I might have to try that one out before my, my subscription runs out. I'm hoping that they'll redo the other half of uh, Masters of the Universe revelation before it runs out, but I got a feeling that's coming in the winter. How'd the stars one work out for you? What? How'd the stars one work out for you? Did you get there? Haven't yet. That's that's why I haven't started heels yet. It's terrible. It so is. You, get back, you say you get back into wrestling, but you don't watch a wrestling show. I don't get you. That's a problem. I'm too busy watching the other wrestling shows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he does have a point. Holy shit. The amount of wrestling I consumed the last week. Um, Four hours of WWE plus a pay-per-view and four hours of AEW. I mean, that's, you know, four, eight. That's half a day of wrestling I watched last week. It was fucking ridiculous. Wait, so you're not watching NXT or AEW Dark? I Sometimes I watch Dark if I don't have anything else. Um, I haven't I like, watched it yet. Um, I, I mean, I, I do I do watch it sometimes. It's just not, it's not one of those muff things. Like this week. I, I sh- could be watching it, but I'm trying to get caught up with the first three uh, premiere episodes of um, Doom Patrol. So Dark is kind of on the back burner. Um, gotcha. But yeah, it's just a ridiculous amount of wrestling on TV right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, the only thing that sucks about that is half of it kind of sucks. <laughs> Would that be SmackDown? No, that means WWE as a whole ah. not being as strong as AEW. I, I would agree. Yeah, I, I'm definitely liking AEW more, but I am still enjoying WWE. And I think it's just because it's new to me again. All right. So. All right let's talk about it. I mean, let's just talk about it. Um, Extreme Rules. They had Finn Balor back in his demon makeup versus Roman Reigns for the championship. Now, I don't know if you saw the the what they showed in on uh, Raw, you know, what happened. But basically... The um, ending, Finn, yeah. Yeah, Finn Balor gets... Um, speared through the uh the wall he's laying on the ground all of a sudden the lights go red you hear a heartbeat boom boom and his arms and legs twitch and that happens a few more times like he's coming back to life and his music starts playing and he gets up and starts beating the crap out of roman reigns and i'm like what in the holy fucking corny bullshit is this and then he gets reigns in the ring gets up on the top rope 
it looks like he's going to win the match and the fucking ropes all break and he falls down. Yeah, that's what I heard. And I'm just like, what is this dumb shit? I, I mean, seriously. And then at the end, Roman Reigns is pointing up as if God protected him from the demon. That's the story we got. God protected Roman Reigns from Finn Balor. What a load of horse shit. <laughs> isn't, I mean, isn't there uh, some character who they're calling like God's warrior? No, God's favorite champion is Amaro in AEW. That's what it was. Yes, I knew it was. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, this is on a pay-per-view. This isn't the WWE where May Young gave birth to a hand, okay? And where you have clowns wrestling. This is 2021. What the fuck was that? It, it didn't do anything. Now, now Finn Balor's character is is damaged. Yep. Because the, the demon's never been beaten. He, Finn Balor's been beaten, but in the demon persona, he's never been beaten. He got beaten uh, and and... and Extreme rules as a whole, okay. Extreme rules is supposed to be like all no DQ, no count out, all that shit. There were two matches on the card that had some extreme stipulations. The rest were normal. I got confused because in one match, the, the the wrestler put his leg up on the ropes and the the ref stopped the count. Later on, you know, somebody tries to get to the ropes to break a submission hold, and doesn't they're like, matter. "Oh no, this is extreme rules. It doesn't matter." I, I, it was just all around. It was a clusterfuck. Sounds like it. I'm kind of glad I. Didn't watch that one apparently. Well, no, I mean it's it's still good to watch, and it doesn't mean that there weren't good matches there, but it, it, I think it shows just how not seriously uh, Vince is taking their competition right now, mm-hmm. uh, because that was straight out of the WCW playbook. Yeah. Okay. And AEW, like, you know, like like when uh, RoboCop got yeah. staying out of the yeah. So so WWE is now WCW, and AEW is like you know. Um, the, the, the classic era, the attitude era of a WWE. And you know, Vince is standing there, you know, with everything burning down and ratings going down, going, this is fine. Like right. the dog. It's the all movie. fine. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, so I, th- I think that about wraps it up. I think that really puts a pin in it. I'm not sure Kevin's even awake up there. Oh, there he is. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so why don't we uh, why don't we drop some wisdom nuggets and uh, get out of here for the night? Sure. Yes. Right. Yes. I didn't know if he was waiting on a response. I mean, <laughs> generally, yes. Paul, did the looks on our faces not say that we really want to get the fuck out of here? Take your time, Paul. All right. <clears throat> we teach society to never get into a car with strangers, unless you know you request that stranger. Through the Uber mobile app. Good night, everybody, and mega money, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. production.